Hey everybody, Billy here from Beauty and the Breakdown Podcast. Just to make a short announcement that I've set up a Patreon page so that now if you feel like you want to give something towards this podcast to keep it up and going, that would be a major blessing from you to me. And I appreciate everyone that listens to this podcast. I hope that it helps you know and to grow and to flow in the things that God has for you or anyone that you may encounter that you can talk to about God. If you'd like to go to the Patreon page to donate to Beauty in the Breakdown, you can go to patreon.podbean.com forward slash Beauty in the Breakdown 803. Or if you would like to go to the direct site, which contains all the players and all the links to where the show is streaming, you can go to beautyinthebreakdown803.podbean.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace be with you. verse 42 says I trust in your word the strength of our faith is in direct proportion to our level of belief that God will do exactly what he has promised faith has nothing to do with feelings impressions outward appearances nor the probability or the improbability of an event If we try to couple these things with faith, we are no longer resting on the word of God because faith is not dependent on them. Faith rests on the pure word of God alone. And when we take him at his word, our hearts are at peace. God delights in causing us to exercise our faith. He does so to bless us individually, to bless the church at large, and as a witness to unbelievers. Yet, we tend to retreat from the exercising of our faith instead of welcoming it. When trials come, our response should be, My Heavenly Father has placed this cup of trials into my hands so I may later have something pleasant. Trials are good food of faith. Oh, may we leave ourselves in the hands of our Heavenly Father. It is the joy of His heart to do good to all of His children. Yet trials and difficulties are not the only way faith is exercised and thereby increased. Reading the scriptures also acquaints us with God as he has revealed himself in them. Are you able to genuinely say, from your knowledge of God and your relationship with him, that he is indeed a beautiful being? If not, let me graciously encourage you to walk with God to take you to that point so that you will fully appreciate his gentleness and kindness, so you will be able to say just how good he is, and so you will know what a delight it is 
to God's heart to do good for his children. The closer we come to this point in our inner being, the more willing we are to leave ourselves in his hands and the more satisfied we are with all of his dealings with us. Then, when trials come, we will say, I will patiently wait to see the good God will do in my life with the calm assurance that he will do it. In this way, we will bear a worthy testimony to the world and thereby strengthen the lives of others. That is from a book called Streams in the Desert, which is my go-to every morning besides the Word of God. But I've been reading that book for about 25 years. I've talked about it on past episodes. I love that book. It's called Streams in the Desert by L.B. Kalman. It was written, you know, over 100 years ago or so, but there's there's updated editions and it's just beautiful. Um, it's got a lot of old school poems in it. And I used to not like that stuff, but now I do because I guess I'm just becoming a little tender hearted. But I was, I was approached by a friend of mine that told me that I should do a, sh- um, that I should do a show on faith. And I thought to myself, well, all the shows are on faith, but for those that are listening to the show and maybe not pursuing God every morning on a personal level yet through reading the Bible or having a Bible reading plan. Um, faith is, uh, it needs to be addressed. He's 100% correct. So I'm going to go on a whim and just read a couple scriptures during this show and talk about faith. Uh, Psalm 37, 4 says to delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And like I said, that does not mean that if you believe in God and just chase after the Lord, that he's going to give you that car that you want, or he's going to give you that nice, you know, new house, you know, um, it means to be filled with him to that living water that we talked about with the woman at the well. Um, there's two types of water, you know, for me, it was like the, 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 the liquids that I could drink that dragged me down to all the lowest places and run out everywhere and be exposed. And my life would be just a mess and out of order. And there's also the living water, which if I, uh, you know, I need to be refilled with the Holy Spirit because I leak as DL Moody says. Uh, and that means that I have to, you know, you know, keep into practice and, you know, like, read every day and feed my spirit so I don't go stale, stagnant, um, and let the ways of the world corrupt me inside of me. Uh, I'm trying to run away from those things. And uh, the Word of God is a good way of doing it. And to build your faith, you need to read, you need to pray, and you need to exercise your, your soul, you know? He will be there. It says in Isaiah 41.10, it says, Do not be dismayed, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. All throughout the Bible, it talks about the right hand of God, the right hand of God. Who sits at the right hand of God? Do you know? It's Jesus. And so, by him dying on the cross, defeating death, rising from the dead... It's kind of amazing that the temple in Jerusalem has been torn down because people would travel for thousands and thousands of miles to go worship once a year if they could, you know, to that temple. But now you don't have to do that. You have access. You have access to them. So to grow your faith, a promise that he has, not only in Isaiah 
41.10, he also has promises all throughout the Bible. If you want to know how God feels about something, read the Old Testament. If you want to know how God can equip you and to take care of you inside so that you may live in a way that is totally pleasing to him and totally pleasing to others and make a massive difference everywhere that you go, read the New Testament. All the tools are there. Even if you don't have any faith whatsoever, if you open up that book, it says that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, that is all that you need to start off with. Psalm 37, 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Verse 5 says, commit everything that you do to the Lord. Trust in him and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about in their wicked schemes. I read on through to verse 7. I kind of had a little bit of an issue for a while, and I wanted to talk about it on this show because I was wondering when I should talk about it. Because, you know, I just had, a, I have a lot of stories to tell, and I was wondering when this one's going to fit. So, basically, the guy that told me that I should do a show on faith actually boosted my faith. And I think that by my faith being boosted, his faith was boosted because I told him everything word for word how it went down and i'm going to explain it to you so you can hear it and before i start saying what i'm going to say this dude is not a bad person okay let's just remember that here so back uh, about January 2022, I was somewhere uh, hanging out with a bunch of folks, a bunch of friends. We were all DJing. Um, just a normal night and happened to step outside at the right place at the right time and catch a conversation about how this certain individual needed a job. And so we got to talking a little bit about it. And I was just like, well, hey, where I work, you know, there is consistently, you know, always openings and just, you know, room for growth. So... You know, let me see what I could do about getting you a job where I work. And then he was like, okay, that's great. And I was like, okay. So I held my word to it. That's not a hard thing to forget to do when you go in on a Monday. I didn't see my boss that day. Well, turns out I hardly ever see my boss. He's a hard man to kind of track down even by text message. And he's a cool guy. He's just busy, 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 busy. So uh, maybe about a week or so later, I finally found my boss and I was like, hey, um, you know, I got a friend that's looking for some work and he's a good dude. And is it possible we could start getting the ball rolling to get him in here? And at the time, um, positions had been kind of filled and it was kind of slow and it takes about three months to get the job anyway. So, um, you know, they, they got the ball rolling. Like my buddy filled out the, you know, application 
came in for a couple interviews, and then it sat idle for a bit, just like it did with me. It was, it's a very strange job to try to get, but once you're in, you're in, you know? Um, so that all started end of January, beginning of February, and finally April, he gets the job. So he starts working with me. Technically, I didn't need any help. Um, and thank God he came to work with me because during the time when, you know, he came in in April, all through last summer, um, man, I, that was when I was having my nervous breakdown and I was having some mad, mad problems. And it was very therapeutic at first because I wasn't alone in working with him. And I taught him how to do the job. He picked it up super fast. Dude's super smart. Um, and then, you know, kind of left him at it. And then he, I watched him kind of have his frustrating days. And he managed to, you know, not come over there and ask me questions when he was having frustrating days. He started fixing things, you know, himself and making things right and developing patience with what we do, you know, is, is definitely a chore because the surroundings aren't built proper for our profession. And we have to deal with a lot of outside issues that are consistently bombarding us to do our jobs. So um, we make the best of every opportunity. Um, so all that being said, uh, it got into a major slow period, and there had been other ones before, but this one was pretty crazy. So by the time that this one had hit, we had gone through the whole summer, and he had witnessed me at my low, just coming into work, just infuriated for no reason. Uh, my nerves were fried. I was having major changes in my life. I was coming to all these dead ends, and nothing was, you know, nothing was good. Uh, it was just bad. And I, I, you know, I recorded some podcasts and talked about how I you know, quit drinking, and I was having a lot of major, major problems. Well, comes here comes October, and I decide that to give my life back to God. And I did it in a car at work, as, I, as you may catch it on another episode, and I just broke down. He wasn't there that day, but shortly after that, I began my prayer life, and I began to read, and I began to dive into things and just open up my soul because I had just been crushed. I was just annihilated. I was fried. I was dead inside. I was angry. It was affecting everything from work to home. And like me and this dude's relationship at work, we were still friends, but he could tell that there was tension. And the tension there had nothing to do with each other personally, but I was dragging everything to work and I was taking everything from work back home. So it was a consistent, you know, just a bad flow of things, to be honest with you. And when there was a slow period there, we were both suffering from it and we both needed the work. So I started getting the hunch that he was kind of racing to work to get there, to go ahead and get started. But technically it's my job. So, you know, I get the first batch of anything that comes in. And if I need help, I can let him know, which technically he had another job that he could go do when it got slow. But the hustle out there sucks so bad that it was just pointless. So he was just in a bad spot. And I don't blame the dude for wanting to 
get there before me and go ahead and get to work because he's got a family to feed. But then also it was very upsetting to me and I had to really learn how to balance things out because so I didn't look at him like this dude's trying to take my job, you know? This is where the faith part comes in. Check this out. I sat at my table one morning and I said, all right, God, I'm going to pray. I have something I need to talk to you about. And I wish I would have wrote this down, but this is how seriously how it went because this is the way that I talked to the Lord. I said, Lord, I need you to hear these specific things and I need it to change immediately. I want to work. I'm tired of taking out small loans with interest that only put me further in debt just to go to the grocery store to get milk. I need to be able to do a good job to be under less stress. I want to be dependent on you and I want growth in my life so that I can keep my eyes on you and be at peace. That being said, I asked the Lord to get this guy another job. Get him a job immediately, no matter what. No matter what. If it costs our friendship, just please make sure that we're both taken care of. Get him into a place where he is financially able to provide for his family himself, and to live and enjoy his life. I prayed for him first, and then I prayed for me, and I prayed for my family, and I prayed for my anger problems that were bleeding into every single angle. And it just wasn't good. And I thought, man, I am just too pissed off at everything, and I can't find a balance, and I needed financial help. And rest. I spent the rest of my prayer time thanking him and just reading in his word. And just the tears were just flowing down my face that morning because I felt a relief and a trust and a just a beautiful sense of my friend was just right there in my heart, man. Oh, there ain't nothing better. And some people are like, that's the Holy Spirit when it comes and it sits down on your head. Maybe it is. I don't know how he manifests himself, the visual part of it. You know, I just, I just picture him like, you know, like he's just standing there. Like he's got his arm on your, like your shoulder, you know. It's like, it's all right, man. I got this. Check this out. And that's basically the way it was because by the time I got to work, oh, the volcano had already started to erupt. Because it took us months to get salespeople off our case. When I started my job, my boss literally looked at me and told me that I could tell all the salespeople to F off anytime I want. I was like, ooh, you know, and I don't like salespeople. They're really annoying. I don't care what profession that they're in. They're all, you know, full of it. But there are some wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people at our job. And 
I just, man, when I was angry, I didn't see it. But now I, I, I really do. I cut up with them and I laugh and, you know, things are different now. And yeah, that was all me and my, my ginger fire there. But going back to this story, by the time I'd gotten back to work that morning, the volcano had erupted because a salesperson had come to him to try to let him know when certain things were going down. And he said, yeah, 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 I'll take care of it. Or you let me know something. He kind of made like a, a thing with the salesperson. And that happened right in front of like, when I learned about the situation, it happened like right in this glass tower where all these big dudes are making these deals and stuff like that. And I turned and I looked at him. Now, this is the part, this is part one of the day. I turned and I looked at him and I said, dude, no. Do you know how long it's taken me to get them off my case? And now it's like you're giving a stray cat a whole bucket of tuna fish. I got a little irritated, so I walked out of there. We went back to, you know, where we go and do our jobs. And I basically looked at them when I realized how dead the day was going to be because it was like the third one in a row. And it's not enough to split work. And I just said, dude, you're going to have to go outside and you're going to have to go, you know, hustle over there or try to find something because there's not enough to keep us both afloat. Well, that was his last straw. So he gets pissed, slams his crap down, just leaves for the day. He just, he just takes off. So the next morning I come in and he has gone in there and he got everything off the desk and took his stuff. And I talked to my boss because I thought he quit and it sounded like he was going to be transferred over to another place to go work for the same company. So I was like, Oh, well that's good, but that sounds like a disaster. Now keep in mind what I said that I'd prayed for. I prayed that he would find a spot for him to take care of his family, to get everything into place. Come to find out after a couple of days later and a lot of shuffling, because I thought that he had quit and I only spoke to my boss once or twice and he wasn't contacting me back because he was just frustrated with the whole situation and we weren't, we weren't mad at each other, but it was definitely a frustrating um, divide going on there. Um, it, it was a big suck. Nobody was making money. Everybody was losing. Um, come to find out, months previous to that, we tried to get him a job that would make more sense to do this job because he already knew what my job was. And still, if I had to miss work, he could do that job and come do my job. And it just made a lot of sense to have this job. And the other guy that technically had that job was doing way too much. He had so much on his plate. So that guy finally got fed up with his job at this point in time. Everything came to be right then and there. It erupted. All within this day. This dude gets tired of doing all this crap in his job. Boss man finally finds out about that. When at the same time, I and my buddy 
or having this issue because he's not making money. I'm not making money. He hates where he can go to try to make money, but he doesn't make money. And so he got firmly put into a place where he can work, flow, do multiple things, still, you know, find some rest and not be too stressed out. And he got another job on top of that, taking care of something closer to his house. And everything just started to open up for this dude. And you know what? I'm going to toot my own horn here because I prayed for that real hard. Real hard. Like walk hard, Dewey Cox. Walk Gotta hard. Think about his entire life before he plays. Hard. But, dude, down I have told my friend about this. And you want to talk about, I mean, I was a bit freaked out. But I knew it was God. And I told him exactly, word for word, what I prayed for, how I believed, and that freaking day, all of that went down. And it's like around the same time, which is crazy, um, <laughs> was the, I was taking my daughter to Coastal and we prayed for all the green lights because we kept catching all the red lights and we had, we drove all the back roads from Columbia to, to Coastal University down by Myrtle Beach with no, with no red lights, even going past the college. No red lights until after I dropped her off. When you hear people say that God shows up, it's not like there's a knock at your door and you open it and he's like, hello, how are you? It's good to see you. I'm God. You know, it's not like that, man. You know, I was, I was really, 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 really torn on something riding down the road one day. And I just, you know, I was just thinking, man, it would be great just to, just to see you and just know your peace. And then I looked over to my left and there were just these two birds flying together in sequence and they were just moving the same way together. And that got me, dude, and yep, I was I was good immediately. Immediately following. It's the little things that matter the most. They matter so much later because we all grow and it's important to keep God on your mind all the time. He will show up and he will do things in your life to where you cannot turn around and say anything except for that was God. Because you asked and you have faith and you prayed and he heard you and he responded. Sometimes he doesn't respond when you want him to. He'll respond in the right time, in the right place. In Ephesians, it says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. 
Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. I'm down with that. And I also think it's really, really cool that it says in Philippians chapter 1, verse 21, to live is Christ and to die is gain. That's such a deep, meaningful thing because you cast aside yourself and you realize that without him, nothing can be done for good. And when you believe in him, he has a promise. Same chapter, but verse 6, Philippians 1.6 says, He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. That speaks volumes to me, and I could do show after show after show after show on that verse alone. As a matter of fact, I already have because he's transforming me and his good work is doing things in me. And it's doing things in this guy that I'm talking about on this show. It boosted both of our hearts towards more faith. And you should hear this guy talk about God from time to time. And some of the stuff that he talks about just blows my mind. And when, all, when I started talking about God to him, he had a major problem with him. He hated him because of the book of Job. And a lot of people look at Job in a good way and they look at Job in a bad way. Read the book of Job. I recommended that uh, my buddy read a book by Oswald Chambers called Baffled to Fight Better. And it's a commentary on the book of Job. And uh, you, could, you could do a chapter a day, a chapter of Job a day, and a chapter in this book a day. And there's a, they're real short reads, both of them. But it, it'll take you about 20 minutes each day. And it's, it's, some, it's some deep stuff, dude. It's really, really deep. I've got mine all dog-eared and highlighted, and I might have to buy me another copy soon. That's one of the best books that I've ever read. It's so heavy. But God will hear you. God will listen to you, and God will speak to you. And people may think you're crazy. Good! Good! Let them think you're crazy, dude. Let people think you're freaking nuts. I hear voices in his head. It ain't like that, man. You get promptings of your spirit sometimes. You hear something say, don't go there. And you don't. And then you find out the next day that, you know, Some terrible things happened there where you were going to go. Or don't listen to this person. Or that's not true. Or don't say that. Promptings come up all the time. There's, There's little things that happen to me all the time. And I'm so glad that these things come to fruition in me because I, I am trying to tune in on a daily basis to really focus on Jesus. And if I'm not hearing from him, you know, it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm picking up the phone and I'm dialing a number and I'm just waiting on him to answer the phone. But what I'm doing is I am, you know, I'm, 
I'm taking in as, as much of his word as I possibly can, and I'm turning around and I'm trying to live it out. And man, when you're trying your hardest, that's when things always seem to backfire. You can look at the law and you could try to live by the law like, you know, the Jewish people currently do or the Pharisees and Sadducees, as the Bible says. But, you know, Jesus came and abolished the law through the cross so that we may believe in him. And that's the way to get to heaven. OK, but we as humans still battle our inner selves. And I've talked a lot about this, man. We talk about uh, our imperfections and the things that we struggle with and the things that we learn to avoid and to move past and to grow. But we still have this inner war that we have to deal with and to, you know, really put into position on how we're going to, to live and to operate. That's why the aroma, what kind of a vibe are you putting out? The thoughts inside, the big what ifs. How are, you, how are you handling yourself on the insides and what are your actions because of it? How is your faith going to be shown to others and how do you feel about your faith on the inside? Do you have enough courage to let your faith and your love for God fly out of your mouth? It says in Romans 7, so the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is the sin living in me that does it. And I know nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. If I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is the sin living in me that does it. So when I say to evaluate yourself and to look deep within your soul, especially when you're laying there at night, searching yourself, when these things come up in your mind and you're trying to develop and to process and to move forward with your walk and with your faith in God, and you think to yourself, man, I treated that person like crap today at work. Man, I really shouldn't have said that. You get promptings in your spirit. You start to hear directions and know where to go. And it's the craziest thing ever. And, it, and pretty much it's, it's very almost indescribable when he shows up because you feel like nothing's there, but you're full of something. And Scripture comes to mind and things fall into place and start working for the good. When all that happened at my work and the dude flipped out, took his crap, was gone for a couple days, I could have turned around after I prayed and said, well, that's good. I'm glad he's out of my life. What a jerk trying to take my job, even though I did express those concerns to others. 
but it wasn't in a way that was condemning. It was a way that was questioning what was going on with the whole situation because I didn't know if he was coming back. So as I sat there and I thought to myself, wow, this is a lot. This is, this is what's happening right here. I cannot believe this. I'm sitting there thinking, holy crap. I prayed for this this morning. Lord, I know the outcome is going to be great. Within a couple hours, people started talking. And I started hearing the things like, well, he's going to be placed in this other job. This is opening up for him. And he'll be here doing that. And that was that other job where I was like, oh, well, that's good. Okay, yeah, great. At another place. But turns out that didn't happen. He ended up staying. Getting a better job. Long hours. And it's his position. And he took over a position. And he has another position. And he ended up getting another job. Like I said, it was amazing. And things could have gone I could have doubted in that moment but I chose it was a big lesson for me because I prayed for all of this to happen because we both needed it we both needed it so much and we got it God knows the specifics of your details and your needs versus your wants. You don't always get what you want, but you always get what you need. Is that Rolling Stones? So, I give glory to God for that because I have to tell the story. And I've been wondering how I was going to tell the story because there's so many details to it. And it's just so... It seems like a negative, negative, negative thing. And it did because of the tension in the moment. But even throughout all that tension, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have been mad at each other. It was it was just a it was a it was a tough situation happening to us at work, and it and it spread apart at the end of the day and went in two different directions to our home, and it affected everything, everything. And now look at it. Whatever you have going on in your life, when you're beat down and you're tired. And you hurt, and you're if you're if you're riding around, man, and you're angry, and you got nobody to talk to. Talk to God. Try it out. Put on some God britches and see if they fit. It's worth it because He is real, and it will work. He will hear you, and He will respond. I just want to let everybody know that faith is the substance of things hoped for. If you're filled with anxiety, there is no room for faith. There's just no room for it. And that's why people are consistently saying the things that are pissing off both sides, you know, and it's just, it's a simplicity of the matter. It's like, it's like, Two plus two equals four, not five. And then there's people actually out there that say two plus two equals five. And you're like, no, it doesn't equal five. It's four. It's four, dude. It's like, you know, uh, the fifth element. It's like not one or two or three, but four. 
four stones. You know what I'm saying? That's why that went through my head. But anyway, dude, take your mustard seed and plant the sucker. And just grow in the things of God. Seek him out. Call his name. He'll show up, dude. He'll show up for you, and he'll show up for your mother and your mother's 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 mother on Mother's Day. It's coming right up. So tell your mother that you love her. Be a mother lover. (laughs) Saturday Night Live. So anyway, uh, I just want to leave y'all with just just that. That's my that's the story that I have been wanting to to throw out there. It's just faith, some scripture, and some readings from streams in the desert. And uh, by the way, there's streams in the desert in the Negev, and that's some wild stuff. And everything that's going on in the world with you know the war, China, Russia, and everything like that. You know, just be thankful that you are alive and don't wear yourself out uh, in the digital age. Put your phone down, go outside, take a walk and talk to God. Get in your car, drive around, pray for your city. Um, Pray when you brush your teeth. Like I said in the intro episode, you could pray when you take a dump. Because everybody poops. So if everybody poops, then everybody can pray. It's okay to pray when you poop. You know, ask people, random people, if they need prayer. If you feel you could do that, if you get in the spot. If you feel like you're sitting next to somebody and they're hurting, pray for them without them even knowing it. Or you could ask them if you could pray for them. Because it will make a massive difference in their life. Even people that don't believe will be like, most of them be like, sure. And you will, you will put, you will plant seeds in people's lives that will just, it, it just opens up just a gateway just to love people. And they, they'll remember that, you know, and that's, that's good. Be the person that people least expect. Have faith and see where your faith takes you. Until next time, I love you guys. If you need prayer for anything at all, you can hit me up at beautyinthebreakdown803 at gmail.com. And I hope that this grows your faith. And if you have a story about your faith and how things are happening in your life, I would love to hear from you. I could talk about it on here, or you could... You know, just tell me about it and keep it personal. But I, I'll pray for you, and I, I love you, and I thank you all so much just for checking out the show. Please share it with somebody that you know that is struggling, uh, or somebody that could just use a boost, or a, you know, a, just put a little bit of cheer in somebody's life. Because I try to pack this thing with all the feelings. And uh, I love you all, and until next time, peace be with you.